Billy here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So with a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today is 20 Minutes or So with hairdresser and stylist to the stars such as Vicky McClure and Emma Willis. It's Louis Byrne. Thank you very much. How's it going? It's going very well. I mean, we're very excited to speak to you. Now, we were just chatting off air very briefly. You're in a bus yeah. station. Is that right? I'm in an old bus depot, yeah, yeah, that is now like a co-work space. So uh, it got towards the kind of the last few months of this bit of pandemic that we've been going through and um, it, it's still open as a workspace and I kind of really needed to uh, take myself out of my house and go to work <laughs> and have a little bit of a change of environment. So that's kind of what I'm doing here. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool building. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks insane and you're... I mean, you're well, part of the Islington Radio family now. Are you doing your Islington Radio show from the bus station? Um, I haven't as yet. Oh. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm not actually video recording any of mine. Mine's just, um, mine's just vocal. So, um, yeah, I haven't as yet. But I will be doing some here because, that you know, this space for me was all about kind of getting more inspiration, kind of having a change of environment, having a change of energy. And um, yeah, definitely I'll be, I'll be doing stuff here. hundred percent. So you say about sort of inspiration and, you know, doing new things and obviously Islington radio show is a very new thing for you. Um, have you, I mean, first of all, have you done anything like it? And second of all, tell us about it because we're going to play a song in a little while that represents your show. So, I mean, yes. what can we expect from the show? What is the show? The show is called Motivation Disco. Um, Love it already. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it's all about empowerment. Um, I have an empowerment movement called I Can, I Am and I Will, which um, is kind of my mantra, really. Um, that kind of inspires me to do more, be better um, and kind of my whole wellness journey, really, um, which led to me doing a show on Islington Radio. Um it, you know, I, I started my I Can, I Am, and I Will project movement and it's kind of, I, I collaborate with people. So I, we, we take their pictures, I do their hair, they kind of give me their I Can, I Am, and I Will. We produce video content, we produce images. Um, and it's a way of people kind of really kind of taking a deep delve inside themselves, really, and answering those questions and working out what it means for them. Um, so it's a way of people empowering themselves. And through doing that work and kind of um, putting that out on social media more and kind of trying to sort of spread a bit more of a positive message and um, a bit more of an empowering message is kind of how I got to be a part of the um, Islington Radio family, really, um, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're going to touch on the I can, I am, I will a bit more yeah. later on, but let's uh -huh. go back to the beginning. How do you let's rewind through your career how do you before you become a hairdresser to the stars like how does your hairstyling career begin what what were you doing my hairstyling career began actually i i start i was doing hair from about the age of six or seven years old um, i mean that's insane that's amazing <laughs> yeah i um my family unit broke down when i was very young and my aunt kind of stepped in and i would spend a lot of time with her um, and as a way of passing time, you know, I would do her hair. I would stay there every weekend and, you know, we would get the hairdryer out and it would be a way of us kind of doing something together. Um, and then as soon as I left school, I went straight into it um, because it was, you know, 
a job and an industry where I could be creative and I could earn money at the same time and I could get a skill and it was a profession and and you know a really inclusive space space safe space for me to kind of feel settled in wow well um that sounds great and what a great platform you know and it sounds like you had some sort of tough circumstances growing up, but you sort of made it your own, you know, with your passion, which is hairdressing. And what, you know, a lovely thing I've read some articles saying that, you know, it started with doing perms on your aunt. I mean, at the age of six or seven, <laughs> you know, fair play to you, but you sound yeah. like a modest man as well, Louis. So just to reiterate, you know, we've talked a little bit about you during the show before you came on. Of yes. course. Um, so since then, um, you've spent four years assisting the legendary session stylist Sam McKnight, countless fashion weeks, jobs with Vogue, Elle. Uh, you've done four years with World Tour with Ellie Goulding. Um, now, I read on, online somewhere that says one memorable week featured a private jet, a performance for Donatella Versace and a gig on the pyramid stage for, for Ellie Goulding, presumably. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, tell us about that. Since, since those six, seven-year-old days doing your aunts here, it's just been up, up and up, has it? Well, yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes to show the beauty of what hairdressing is, really, and what a career it can be. You know, um, I left my hometown of Northampton and went and worked, came to London to work to kind of further my career and my kind of training and expertise I guess and worked in one of the best salons in London and then moved more into sort of fashion and then into music and you know it's such a diverse job where you can really take it in many many different ways um you know the key is to kind of be good at what you do to learn what you do to kind of really invest in yourself but you know those days of working in the music industry are crazy you know as it sounds it's like bonkers (laughs) environments where you go from one thing to another thing to another thing on really extreme modes of transport you know as a young boy of six years old in Northampton like to to travel around on a private jet is just (laughs) mind-blowing but you know um it's it's all part of the package of it and you know it's it's, I, I love what I do and I think when you love what you do, it's, it's easy to do it, isn't it? Mm. You know? Um, and it really, I get so much emotion out of what I do as well, you know, because I, I, I tend to um, build relationships with people and work with people and become more of a kind of a personal stylist with them. Um, everybody that I work with tends to sort of span over a long period of time because you make a relationship and you build a connection and there's a lot of emotion involved in it you know you're you're kind of you're there supporting somebody they're 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 about to whether it's kind of going out on Glastonbury stage or sort of the Emma who I Emma Willis who I work with going on to doing a live tv show or Vicky McClure getting her ready to do a character in one of uh, of one of her kind of um things that she's filming you know it's about kind of creating that relationship and really understanding how they want to portray themselves and just helping them be the best that they can be really and kind of you know giving the support just before they're about to go on I love getting involved as much as possible as as, as I possibly can mm. well you say um you know helping them out and getting them going but I mean the the accolade of Ellie Goulding becoming an international ambassador for Pan 10 Come yeah. on, that, that must be something to put on the CV, mustn't it? Yeah, I love that. I love oh. that. And you, she got that um, when I, you know, I, I was working with her leading up to that point. Um, yeah, that's what and, I you mean. Know, it's, it's amazing. It, it's a hair campaign. I know, I'm always a little bit like, 
I, I, modest about what I do, yeah. but I am very, I, I am very proud of my, you know, of my achievements and to kind of guide somebody to a point where they're, they're, then they become an ambassador for a major hair brand is, yeah. you know, is, is, is great. Amazing. Now tell me this when, yeah. when I go to the barbers, <laughs> they say, are you going anywhere nice on holiday this year? When you're doing like, for example, Vicky McClure's hair, are you saying, yeah. what's the biggest spoiler from the next series of Line of Duty? You know, what do you talk to them <laughs> about when they're in the chair? As I, you know, as I've said, it's about relationship. And, and I, I like to build a special relationship with my client. So, you know, there's a certain etiquette to anything you do to whether you're being a hairdresser in a, in a salon where you're doing you know a regular clientele of different people all the time where that conversation flow has to keep going and has to change or whether you're with somebody that you know you, you've built a relationship with and you're together all the time there's times when you want to speak and there's times when you don't want to speak <laughs> mm-hmm. you know there's times when you yeah. should speak up and when you shouldn't speak up um and there are there are definitely like levels and boundaries you know i i personally i wouldn't ask about spoilers because one i watch it anyway and i don't want to (laughs) know and two i wouldn't i wouldn't tell you if i did though (laughs) (laughs) that's totally fair enough um so let's let's bring it to the present day um, have yeah. you obviously hairdressing during this time has been pretty crazy. You know, um, I want to show you something a little bit later uh, where my flatmate attempted to cut my hair for the first time during oh, lockdown yeah. one live on air. So I'm going to get, <laughs> I want to get your review on that, but you know, currently ha- have you been getting a people sort of approach you for a lot of advice and how has it been for you during the, the current time and the lockdown restrictions? Um, during the current time and the lockdown restrictions right at the very you know we're talking about a year ago now aren't we and at at the very beginning we were actually recording um one of the voice finals when lockdown cut in and it was like we're stopping this like everybody has to start like at the end of the show we're going home we kind of don't know when we're going to come back and we don't know when this is going to be able to resume again and right at the very beginning that was very scary to me and I was kind of a realist and um, it, it felt like something big was happening and we wouldn't be back for a long time. Um, so then we weren't. Um, but during the first lockdown, I um, wanted to kind of connect with my clients still. I wanted to still kind of have a relationship there with them. So I, um, I did a, a charity fundraiser actually called um, Cybercuts, where I was raising money for NHS charities together. Um, and I would do live link up consultations for my clients. So it's a shame I didn't know you then because I could have helped you out with your uh, home <laughs> haircut that you did. Um, even though I'm not seeing the results of it yet, I'm sure it wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, we did. I, I did that and raised some money and kind of just had fun with it really because, you know, as we've seen during the pandemic, hairdressing is something that's been heavily focused like this whole time. And we've all now experienced not being able to go to the hairdresser for a certain amount of time because of the rules and restrictions. And we've all become sort of a bit unkept and a bit wild and a bit feral or kind of, you know, just shaved it off and got rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, although... Obviously, it's a real tragic turn of events and a crazy, crazy experience to go through and a whole crazy time to go through. In a way, 
hairdressing has been highlighted as a as a major industry that that we have and you know a big part of self-care you know and I, mm-hmm. I I view my job as being able to make people feel better as well as look better I don't really see it just on a on a on a kind of a surface level because we've all experienced good hair and we've all experienced bad hair right so yeah. um you know I think it's a really really exciting time actually or it's exciting that that unfortunately along with a lot of industries I don't think there are that there are some salons that aren't going to be come through the other side of it because of financial situations you know like like all of us have kind of had to adapt and stuff but you know on the flip side of that I think it's a time now where like people want the hairdresser and need the hairdresser and 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 I think that's a really important time. Let's just get this straight where where this started now I've been doing, you know, doing a bit of reading on you, Louis, you know, yeah. a bit of research on you into, into your life. And I can see that it hasn't okay. always been, been golden because in October, 2018, you, you broken, broke your leg. Is that right? I did. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then it sounds off of the back of that. So that wasn't a good thing, but off of the back of that, I can see uh, you've, you've worked with John Frieda in Ibiza. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you, your career has continued to blossom with sort of Emma Willis, as you've said, and the, the whole movement was was breaking your leg sort of time to step back and realign and, you know, process where you want to be and what you want to do. Breaking my leg, leading up to breaking my leg, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was kind of, I was pretty troubled um, in terms of history, really, and sort of growing up and just issues that had happened in my life previous that I kind of hadn't I guess dealt with properly and and you know they were all there subconsciously and um which led to kind of me really not leading a particularly healthy lifestyle which in turn led to me breaking my leg pretty seriously I was in um, Vegas at my cousin's wedding and just like stepped down off a stage Mm. and it snapped underneath me and I broke my heel off broke my ankle and broke my shin so I had like a big surgery when I got back to the UK. I had two surgeries and it was a long time of recovery. Um, And during that recovery time, it was sort of, you know, I felt very isolated and on my own. And it was a time to really kind of, uh, I I stopped drinking, I stopped taking drugs. I, I, I stopped all the bad things that I was doing. And I kind of just really became alive and, and regained my clarity of thought and kind of sort of, could see things through fresher eyes if you like really and kind of really noticing that my body had broken you know because it had broken um was, was, was a big shocker and just a real catalyst for change for me I guess yeah and then the pandemic comes along and you think that the whole world has to kind of step back and reflect <laughs> on their, 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 done their relationships and yeah well I think you know with the pandemic I have had situations in my life where kind of my life has seemed to have crumbled before or kind of not really worked out how I thought it was going to. So in terms of the pandemic, you know, I'd already experienced big life changes. And I think there are a lot of people that hadn't up to that point. You know, a lot of Mm. people are kind of, being very sort of easy smooth going maybe um so coming out of it this side I, I kind of feel all right you know and I, I'd, I'd already been kind of 
two years previous, I'd kind of adapted the way I was living and I was mm. kind of investing in my well-being and, and, my, and my health and kind of getting motivated, getting healthy, getting fit. So I, I kind of came into it at like the start of this year in a very different headspace to um, my previous life, I guess. So that mm. really has helped me a lot, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm so with you on thinking about wellness. I'm very into my cold showers, my cold exposure. I'm very into th- I keep telling people I'm going to become a monk soon because I think I generally am halfway there. <laughs> no, because it is, yeah. it's really important. Wellness is really important. Thinking, you know, mindfulness so and, and yeah. literally listening to your body and, and, and taking time to not think about thoughts that don't ultimately matter. I, I cannot be more with you on that topic. Um, well, and the that- thing is that there, there, there's a different way that there, there's a different way to thinking to what, what your, what your head may initially take you to, mm. you know, and if, and if you've got a lot of kind of history or trauma, or even if you haven't, you know, your thoughts that you initially go to aren't necessarily the right kind of yeah. thoughts that Might you need to have yeah. then they're not they're not necessarily rational they're there to protect you but actually if you can kind of start to think about things in a different way and kind of sort of treat yourself in a different way and fuel yourself in a different way and do all the best things to make your body thrive then you kind of mm. you, your mind goes along with that as well really mm. and has a has this all led into ultimately helping and being like a positive spin on i can i am and i will yeah, as soon as um, as soon as um, I I kind of recovered and going through my recovery, it was kind of I don't know. It was something that came to me, and then when when I was recovering um, and, and my leg was mending, it, you know, it, it was a real driving force for me to you know if I can do this change and if I can make positive changes to my life, and it can actually affect me and and be better then I want to kind of share that message as much as possible because you know as I've spoken about a little bit before um growing up wasn't easy and the people around me in my life had never experienced that kind of well-being thing you know Mm. and I see it that it's something that can really kind of affect your life forever you know, mm. if you don't yeah. make the change and if you don't start to invest in your well-being and your health and your and, and, and the good side of life, you know, these issues and these things that sort of affect you at this point will go on and go on and go on for the rest of your life. And it never kind of stops. So it's, it's really important. And going on to your your career as a as a stylist to the stars, which yeah. is, you know, we've already said quite the uh, quite the position i'm not thinking of someone you've you've styled but is there someone out there in the world a famous person and you look at them and you think you have the best hair in the world who has the best hair in the world i don't know see it, instantly my mind would go more kind of like 60s 70s share oh wow or, brilliant yeah or a kind of um Tina Turner. <laughs> so that's interesting. It's not, no, it's not I, modern go, day. It's not present. It's like in the past. It's kind of present and in the past. And I think, you know, those, the, the 70s kind of era, there's a lot of escapism in that. You know, there's a lot of uh, escapism from previous kind of stuff that had happened in history and stuff. And I kind of, 
I, I, I find it really interesting to, to, to think about sort of where we're going in this next chapter of us coming out of kind of lockdown and coming out of the pandemic and kind of being free, you know, mm. after being kind yeah. of locked away yeah. for a year and kind of what level of expression there's going to be and yeah. kind of how people are going to kind of come out of it. Cause, you know, we've seen it on the streets with people like self-doing and self-dying and self-cutting their hair and kind of, mm. it was almost like kind of eco-tribal warrior vibe going <laughs> on, on the streets. It was really cool. Um, but, you know, I want to, I want to get in the club scene and dance and let go and be wild and be mm. free. Like all of those things that we're kind of really missing that if you behaved yourself, you haven't done, you know, so it, it will be a really exciting time, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Tom Grennan said something similar. He said that he thinks post-lockdown is going to be super exciting because everybody's yeah. going to be making an effort all the time. So you're going to go yeah. out and see people. I think he referred to, <laughs> was it maybe after one of the wars? Obviously, we, you know, we can't comment yes. on that. I think he referred to that and said, you know, after that, and it was a really bad time, but after it was free and everyone was safe to go out, everybody was like dressed up to the nines, you know, in suits yeah. and top hats. And it was all, I'm not saying it's going to be like that, but I think there definitely will be, like you say, a, a, a big effort on everybody's part to look amazing all the time. Uh, not and just jogging bottoms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which is great right now. Um, but on that note, this is a question from my mum, actually. She says, um, and this is, you know, I said we were speaking to you and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, she always worries about her hair, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But she wanted to ask you this. Do you look at people and think you could make them look instantly better? Of course, relating to hair. So do you look at someone walking uh, down the street and you think, actually, you know what, mate, I could do a better job on you and you could look 10 times better? Absolutely. <laughs> love it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i talk to people's hair like i can't help myself like, and, the, and the more the more i try and sort of take my focus away from what i'm looking at the more my focus wants to go there mm. I like and i'm like no like they can see what you're doing stop it but actually you know <laughs> It's you. Know, it's my passion, and um, like I can't help it. But yeah, I can, you can definitely see where sort of there could be some adjustments tweaking. for improvement. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling exactly. very seen as you say. Yeah, that. what about us then? Come on, <laughs> what about us? If I just what what have you been looking at me for the last twenty minutes? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, you've got a great head of hair on you, haven't you? It's, it's very jealous, thick. Actually. It's very yeah. thick. Yeah. And There's I can only see it. one of you at a time, so don't worry. Whoever's talking, yeah, like you've got a lot of hair. <laughs> That's all you could I'm say. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot you could do with it, Patrick. You've got a lot of hair, but uh, yeah, I'll, no I'll hear from we'll I'll hear from that. Here. Everything I've heard enough already. <laughs> right, all right then, Louis. Let's get your opinion. So we um, previously, as said, we did a show. Uh, we did a live yeah. haircut for the first time. Flatmate Chris, he cut my hair yeah. in the first lockdown. We've got um, mm -hmm. my hairdresser from back home uh, in Norwich, Kingsley. He 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 guided us through it and he gave us a rating. Oh, nice. Yep. So I'm going to share the screen with you. And then I'd like you to tell me what you think. Uh, score out of 10, please. Uh, you're only going to see the back of the hair. But um, yeah, a score out of 10 on this is flatmate Chris's first attempt on cutting my hair. Can you see it? I can see it. Okay. That doesn't sound positive. <laughs> no. Hey, you, you read me completely wrong there, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm zooming in. I'm zooming in. Okay. So the remit was a tight fade. That was the remit. Yeah. I don't think it's far off. I don't think he's far off. I think I thought it was better before you said what the remit was. Okay. Wish I hadn't said that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, no, so it's a great 10, effort. Out of 10? I, I, would, I would give that a 7, 8. 7, Oh, eight. wow, okay. We need to get on the phone but to Kingsley, not, but, Patrick. But not as a tight fade. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'd give it a 7, 8 as a, as a, as a standard haircut. Standard like. haircut, yeah. Yeah, it's good effort. It's okay. really very effort. kind. Yeah, and what it, was it? Was it? Was it Clippers? It was the Clippers, right? Pure Clippers on top, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Kingsley gave easy. it a five. He easy. gave it a five out of ten. We thought that was Ooh, harsh. Yeah, I think that's harsh. Yeah, I'm going to get on to him. Celebrity hairdresser Louis Burns. I would get on to Willis, Kingsley. Ellie Golding says Kingsley. What's he talking about? Yeah, sort about? it out, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> He's obviously but... going for the mean judge. <laughs> You're more of a Louis Walsh. Um, <laughs> final question. No, sorry. In 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 terms of judging, no, let me burn. Uh, More Louis of a Louis Burn. Look like a sorry. star. Yeah, act like a star. <laughs> Back to Louis Burn. Back to Louis Burn. Um, final question. Do you cut your own hair? I when it's short like this, yeah, I just shave yeah. it off. Right. Yeah. Okay. But if not, you'd obviously go to a trusted pair of hands. I go to a trusted pair of hands. Yeah, actually, before the pandemic kicked in, I was going to see this guy um who works in the barbers in soho um i think his instagram's like spin 182 or something like that and he's a he's a break dancing champion world champion well hang on well yeah what what is it with you uh, hairdressers you're multi-talented <laughs> um he's a that's our next dancing. show sorted isn't it <laughs> yeah he's a break dancing champion and um when he goes to the break dancing competitions he um, cuts all his mates' hair and all the competitors' hair. That's so And funny. earns a living doing it that way and then works in a barber's, like, extra, for extra time. And, it, you know, it, he was... He's, a, he's an amazing guy. And uh, hairdressing, like, he, 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 could, he couldn't believe that he'd found a job where he could be as satisfied as what he is and earn money and have freedom as what he is by being a barber and a hairdresser. So that's a pretty cool thing. That's so cool. And that sounds yeah. like you've chosen him not just because of he's a hairdresser and can do a good barnet cut because he's actually like a all-round awesome person, you know? Well, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know um I didn't know his backstory before I went into the salon and kind of started getting him to cut my hair, but that's the, you know, going back to the question about you know, talking about holidays and so on and so forth when you're in the when you're in the salon like if you allow yourself to kind of open up and have a deeper conversation, you know, we've all got stuff going on and we've all got interesting parts of our lives. And, you know, if you, if you can kind of connect and go a bit deeper, like you do discover these amazing things that actually are kind of really inspiring. Mm. Well, uh, you're inspiring, sir. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. Uh, it's been really cool to chat to you and we'll look forward to hopefully seeing you, uh, physically either in the islington radio pub the cafe or you know, so many other things going on yeah yeah definitely thanks for having me on i really appreciate it guys and congratulations on the show 
Thanks for listening to another one of our 20 minute or so conversations. If you want to hear more from me and Billy, you can listen to our show on Islington Radio. Just head to mixcloud.com forward slash Islington Radio. Or if you want to get in touch with us, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. Really hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo.